the criteria Latifi needs to do to get re-signed. Not get last. <laughs> oh, Spa's back. And lights out and away we go. <laughs> and Lewis Hamilton is halfway to space. <laughs> Personally yeah. go IndyCar over Williams. Yeah, space. <laughs> Grosjean Zoo. Guan Yu Zhou. Guan Yu Zhou. No, Zhou Guan Yu. I said that the first time. George was already sitting in that seat. Look, I don't agree with it, but you've asked a question. I'm trying to find a way to justify it. I'm just trying to absolutely tear your answer apart. G'day and welcome to Formula Bums. My name is Jacko and with me, as always, is my friend Andy. I'm a friend this week, am I? I... What did I say last week? Well, I think you. I've been your week. nemesis for like the last month and a bit. Yeah, well, you get what you fucking deserve. So it's fair. We're here to review the Belgian Grand Prix, or as I like to call it, Spa Grand Prix, or as I like to call it, Max wins everything. Okay, so you've brought that up nice and early. I've separated my notes for the race itself into two phases. Before and after Max takes the lead, <laughs> you'll notice there's two very distinct things. My notes <laughs> in the first half are very excited, and my notes at the end are just kind of like two or three overtakes that are like, well, that was kind of cool in position 16. <laughs> I sort so, of fell asleep on lap 33. I, I didn't even attempt to watch it live this time. I just cut my losses, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get a good night's sleep because I'm only going to make it past the intro song. Maybe. Maybe. So... I skipped that, and then I watched a lot of it over the weekend. So I have heaps of heaps of things to talk about, Andy. But do you want to do the news first? Yeah, because there's some big, 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 big news. Yeah, you've been sending me heaps lately. Like <laughs> a lot's been going on. So basically, Alpine exploded. Yes, or off imploded. the track this time, not on the track. Yeah, they imploded. So Otmar's been let go. Alan Permain has been let go. And Pat Fry is leaving to go to another team. Didn't we say the other week that another one of their people had left or stepped aside yeah. right at the top? Pat, the si- Pat, oh, yeah. Laurent um, Rossi is also left. Yeah, yeah. So that's like pretty much everyone from the very, very top of the F1 program to the team principal, etc., have all been let go. So it's a complete change in management. Big time. Um, I don't know if you've heard any rumors of who will be replacing him. But I'd oh, like to I know. start I know. a rumor. You want to start, start a rumor? rumor first. Yes, it's uh, Matteo Bonotto. Guess who's the big rumor that's replacing him? Is it Matteo Bonotto? It's Matteo Bonotto has been rumored yes. to be. Oh, damn it. <laughs> so I thought I was being controversial. <laughs> um, fine. Uh, fuck it. Ross Braun. No, oh, fucking hell. He won't <laughs> take over. If Matteo takes over, though, it's. um. He wants full control, which I don't see Alpine ever giving anyone ever because Otmar didn't have it. I wouldn't even let him control my fucking microwave at this point, dude. <laughs> I don't blame them. Um, also, I also I get not giving any team principal at Alpine. It's a it's a French thing. <laughs> I don't know if you're aware. They're kind of control freaks, but that's also why I have so much respect for them. I'm surprised there wasn't a riot after they let it, them well, go. They might be. We don't know. <laughs> there, we there's don't some know. more. There's some more about this too that I think's kind of important. Do you remember who was the advisor for Renault and Alpine up until about last year? Yeah, Alain Prost. Yeah, he has yeah. come out with a scathing attack on Laurent Rossi, calling him incompetent as a CEO, and <sighs> has just blasted Renault for everything since they've returned in 2015. So, you know what? I I know Aileen Prost is a two-time world champion, I think. Four-time. Four-time. Oh, that's pretty good. Um, I know he's been with the team since forever. Like, that's his baby he, and he's French. So, I can get his scathing review because I understand not seeing them at absolute perfection. But I also can't go out and say like it's been a complete and utter failure since they've come back it's been a lot of missteps it's been more bad than good but year on year they've gotten better like you know what i mean you can't say they're worse now than they were at any point 
Like I, I think could. they've gotten better. Yeah, <laughs> to be fair, you can say that about anything. Well, let's let's just take a deep dive into what's happened at Renault Alpine in the last, let's say, tw- twelve months. So last year they um they lost a two-time world champion and an elite driver in Fernando Alonso to a team that was at the back of the grid. Yep. They then had an up-and-coming rookie turn around and say, no, I have not agreed to drive for this team. I won't be driving for this team and leave for McLaren, who is now at the front of the grid. You know, so so when you said right at the start of this information and you said, do you remember? I can now answer that and say, no, I completely forgot about all of that drama at the end, midway through last year. So you do make a very valid point and I know you're not finished. Well, no, those are the two big ones. But also they've got another Aussie in the pipeline in Jackie Doohan who, for all intents and purposes, has done, you know, not as good as he had been this year. Yeah, this year. He has got wins, but it's not been what we expected from Jackie. It's been up and down. He's not in the... I guess he's not in the regular conversation of title contender this year. That's pretty much split between like Theo Porcher and uh, Hauger maybe. I don't know. what Another one of them. I, I forget. But yeah, he was really, really good the last few years. This year he's a bit up and down. So, uh, But also I think that's a good thing because it means he can stay in the sport a bit longer. There's no room mm. in F1 really at the moment. No, there's not, especially if you go into following through the Alpine Academy and going into Alpine. Exactly. Uh, like... Throw it, throw the game for a couple of years, Jackie, and wait for some space at the top. But, like, Alpine looks like it's been nothing but a dumpster fire for the last year, and the car hasn't improved, let's be real. They're, what, currently languishing in fifth at the moment? And the constructors? Yeah, you know what? I guess they've just been consistently Meh. subpar. Subpar. For long yeah. enough that I kind of I glance over them now because other teams performance-wise, have been far more exaggerated. Like, Ferrari's had significant ups and downs. The Aston Martin has turned around completely. The Alpha Tauri, which was very, very strong in the last generation, is very... You know what I mean? I've kind of... It's very terrible. Performance-wise, they're sub-mediocre, which is about where they've always been. I think the movement around them has has covered them a little bit. But you make a fair point. And it's good to see... I'm looking at the current constructors championship. They're in sixth on fifty seventh fifty seven points. Guess what fifth's in? Oh, how many points fifth has? Oh, I'm gonna say like a hundred and sixty or something. They're on a hundred and three points and it's McLaren. Yeah, and McLaren's on the up and up too. They're only gonna get exactly. more points. Exactly. So can we really say Alpine is having a successful year based on that knowledge? No, no, I think you're right. But I Weirdly enough, I think this is fantastic to actually see in the sport for once. For so long, we go, you know what would really just fix this team? Clear them out, top to bottom, get new people in there. We say it about Ferrari. We've said it about every team at some point. I guess if you are a fan, you've said it about every team at some point. But you know what I mean? They're like, It's nice to finally see someone go, you know what? This clearly isn't working. Let's do it again. So yep. I have respect for it. Like, yeah, it's rough that they all lost their jobs, but millionaires, eh, whatever. Sucked in. There is one more thing I want to talk about, and that's what Otmar said on his way out after the Belgian Grand Prix. I miss Danny Rick. I mean, he never worked with Danny Rick. Yeah, but, you know, I I've never worked with Danny Rick, and I missed him too, so... Well, that's fair, but he, he <laughs> it's said, a good point, eh? <laughs> he said this in regards to his sacking. In reality, it takes time. You can't get nine girls pregnant and expect a baby one month later. <laughs> I signed some good people from other teams, but they're still stuck in their contracts and won't come till the ne- for the next two years. That was what Otmar said. He he wanted more time to see if he could get more out of the Endstone team. But he just wasn't given it. Yeah, I look. I can, I can get it. I get it. Um, I just want to point out that's a fucking weird analogy he went with, though. <laughs> I mean, I'm not it, letting you pass over it. 
that's weird. <laughs> but it's true though. You don't expect to get a girl pregnant and a baby pop out one month later after you. No, I know knocked that. Up he's, nine. He's it's correct. It's just an odd thing for a Formula One team principal to reach to after he's been fired. <laughs> I know, but I, <laughs> but yeah, I also that's what's so hard in all sport when you're like a footy manager or a football coach or anything like that is everything takes. Time. About two or three years longer than what the your boss above you thinks it should. And that's in every job. Unfortunately, this is just a very high-stress job where it's an unequivocal fact that it takes years to make a good car. <laughs> Only two that. teams in the last 15 years of the sport have ever made a good car. Red Bull and Mercedes. Yeah. So, like, I it does take time, so it is a bit rough, but whatever. <laughs> also, you know what I mean? I, I know what you mean, but it, there's another thing too. That, so <laughs> obviously, saying there's another thing. <laughs> well, there is. <laughs> Renault had their 100 race plan and Otmar only managed 33 races before he got sacked. You know what I mean? He was yeah. notified just before his 34th race. That's, not a, that's only just over a third of your 100 race plan that you were allowed to implement. It's not, it's, yeah, look, it's a third. It's not great. Um, is, can the next person come in, Matea, and finish it? But probably not. Could anyone else come in and take the plan forward? Yeah, probably. But um, what's the next thing? Before well, I say anything you, stupid. <laughs> where do we see Renault and Alpine going now? Do we see the French kicking up a stink in a year or two and selling the team? Or do they stick it out? What's going to happen? Or what do you think could happen? I don't, in any case, I don't want Alpine to leave the sport. I don't want to see any teams leave the sport. I only want to see it grow for the next couple of years. Hmm. Which it is. So, yeah, it would be be terrifying. It would be terrible to say, like, we're bringing in these new teams and now one that is quite established historically in many different forms is leaving the sport again. Uh, I think they'll stick around, man. Look, they've made a very bold decision. I don't think it will get worse than it is. The only reason they've made this call is because they feel confident with who they're bringing in to replace every single person. This isn't like you're firing a very, very low-on-the-rung worker who can be replaced, like an entry-level position. Even though there's a skill set, you know, you can get rid of one before you bring someone on. It's not normally done at a massive level like that where your whole structure's gone. It says to me they're bringing people on and they believe it's going to be fine. So I think they'll stay. Fair enough. Fuck them, sell them to Andretti. Give them a shot. Uh, you know, I want to see Andretti come in too, man, but, you know, well, I mean, <laughs> maybe not a that prominent, There's a prominent American team principal now on the market for Andretti. Yeah, True. Could, could they snap up Omar and get into the sport somehow? Yeah, I mean, it would be the smartest choice you could do because I don't think... I quite like Omar. I mean, I know we've put some shit on him before, but I don't think he's a bad team principal. He he's seems to have done... Money. A, yeah, he's and he also seemed to be doing acceptable-ish wherever he goes. Like, Racing Point was never horrific. It was well, never I mean, great, car though. was. Yeah, but wait, we'll get into that. I've got some notes about him. All right, let's Fair. leave that part there. Have we got any other big news or shall we some talk about some racing? Uh, just has like four weeks until the next race, which is a bit shit. Yeah, it is. But it's also such a fun time for development and the teams to get. But they, but they don't develop anything. They're shut down for the next four weeks. They're not allowed to develop. It's I don't fantastic. think you've ever got that through your head. You no, always say there's more development. But they're not allowed to work on the cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you're right. I can't disagree with you, bro. <laughs> like, yes. Um, so in that case, yeah, it is a bit of a bummer. <laughs> but whatever. Hey, we're going to take a little bit of a break off. We're going to talk about F2, which is fun for a change. Speaking of which, we've got a lot of F2 to watch, Andy. We do. It's been a very exciting year. I've watched some races. I've watched one race. Was that... So- Spa. Was the first race. <laughs> oh, the first race. The first race was pretty good, though. Yeah, it was. They're always pretty good. Um, but anyway, all right. let's talk about actual racing. 
Okay, so how much did you watch this weekend? I watched the sprint race and the race. Oh, well, at least 33 laps of the race. And I well, fell asleep. Okay. Well, I watched pretty much everything. So <laughs> so I fell um, asleep on lap 33 and I woke up to the Dutch National Anthem and I went, oh, nothing changed. Yeah, same. So that's me every other Sunday except for that one that happened. Uh, except it's more like lap two. So yeah. Thursday they interviewed all the drivers coming in and every driver but one was excited for the weekend. Can you guess who wasn't excited? Max or Lewis? No. Lance. <laughs> Lance was like, they're like, so you you happy to be in Spa? He's like, oh, it's going to be a really big challenge. Every other driver was like, yeah, I love Spa, but this weekend's going to be difficult. It was just interesting. He was the only one who didn't say he loved it. And that's pretty that much it. That's the only interesting bit from there because everyone else was just like, yeah, it's going to be a busy weekend. There's a lot of work to do. Even Max was like, yeah. We're going to be pretty flat out, you know. There's no, it could be difficult if we get the setup wrong. We're not going to be competitive. And I was like, whatever, dude. Like you win everything. That's not an option. Um, FP one, very exciting. The whole weekend, weather dependent. I loved it. But yeah, every news I seen was just like, oh, we might get racing. Yeah, uh, there was still a good chunk of racing. So, Sergeant red flagged the session probably about. Quarter of the way in, hmm. aquaplaned and just into the gravel and the wall. Not too yep. massive damage, but it took some time out. Uh, and then after that, pretty much everybody who did go out went off at some point because Joe went off, Pierre went off. Both Astons came out for a siding lap and then were just like, yep, nah, we're not racing in this. We're going back. Yeah, Science was the fastest, but like eight people ran. Um, and that's when they also spoke about Max getting new gearbox components. Yeah, because he, he ended up penalty. Not that it did anything. Should have given him a fucking one lap penalty. I don't even then, really. Like even then, it would have made the race exciting for at least thirty three laps. Maybe I would have stayed awake for it. <laughs> yeah, it would have made it slightly better. I was really confused this weekend because I forgot that I completely forgot the whole sprint structure. So after FP one, we had qualifying for the Grand Prix. So. Yeah. And Lando cracked his wing early on, and that kind of put him down low. Danny had a really good, really good Q1, and then they deleted his lap. I did say that he would have won <laughs> yeah. Q2. Yeah, yeah, and it was so disappointing. Me and I, I watched. It, I was like, yeah, 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 and then it was like lap deleted. No, I was like, no, oh no, no. <laughs> what the hell? And then I looked at it, and it was very minor. It was up through radio, and I think, of on. Yeah, just. I think he said he was trying to go flat out through Eau Rouge and just knocked it off at Radion. Yep. Ju- which makes sense. Just. Uh, and then after that, Hulk, DR, Sergeant, Joe, and Albon. That's from 20th to 15th. Yeah. Usual so both suspects. Williams are out. Yeah. Which is interesting, though, because apparently the Williams is 20 kilometers quicker on the straights than any other car this year, but it's significantly worse in the corners than any other car. Of course, it's because it has no downforce. Yeah, but it was a good, weirdly enough, during race conditions, very good for them overall this weekend. They'd performed quite well. Uh, Sergeant did. Yeah, Sergeant up and down at times. Q2, Ocon crashed. Hmm. Everyone loved that. Yep, (laughs) it's pretty funny. Oscar, fucking Q2 on fire. Oscar Piastri. Oscar Piastri had such a fantastic weekend up until the race and then he broke my heart. You mean turn one? <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was, you know, the race began. Anyway, I don't talk about it. We'll talk about it later. Okay. Uh, then, you know, Max, there was this whole thing, oh, Max could be out, you know, he's sitting in 11th or whatever number yeah, you fuck sp- off. Yeah. <laughs> fuck off, he's and getting then, knocked out. <laughs> And then, but here's the thing, Gasly and Magnussen had a chance, but Ga- Magnussen crashed on his lap, so <laughs> and Gasly was just slow, so I'm more annoyed at Gasly than Magnussen, but I'm also annoyed at Magnussen. Um, and then, you know, in the pits, Max was a little bit antsy on the radio, and his engineer sounded a little bit terse back, so I think they're going to be very happy for a couple of weeks off, because I think... They just need a break from each other. They're an old married couple at this point. They were pretty bad during the race too. Yeah, yeah. It was a um. I I think you can tell why they're ready for a break. 
<laughs> and then Ocon, Bottas, Magnussen, Gasly, and Tsunoda were out. Once again, usual suspects. Yep. Q3 was good. Oscar out qualifies Norris. You like that? Everybody. No. Nah. Everybody who's patriotic. didn't like it. Well, fuck them. So, because Oscar's coming for the lead driver position. Max got P1, though. So. <laughs> Are you shocked? No. I was disappointed. Uh, and then it was Leclerc. I was more Perez. shocked at who got second. Leclerc Oscar. putting a lap together. No, oh, Leclerc, yeah. Leclerc putting a lap together. Yeah, uh, Perez, Hamilton, Signs, Piastri, Norris, Russell, Alonso, and Stroll. So even though the Astons aren't as quick, they're still hanging around the points. Yeah, but not as good as what we thought they would be. Yeah, fair enough. Sort of, the, the development seems to have slowed down there, it seems. Yeah. And this mid-season break's not going to help. See, there I remembered. Yeah, there you go, finally. <laughs> yeah, it's not taking finally me a year and a half. Yeah, don't worry, I'll forget by next year. Exactly. <laughs> It'll be gone. <laughs> It'll be gone. Uh, and that was quali. It was gone up. But that Max. was only quali for the Sunday race. It wasn't quali for the sprint. No, because then we had the sprint shootout. Which, why bother? It was okay. It was okay. Why, oh. why can't it just be quali... For the sprint, and then sprint sets the grid for Sunday. And you still give the points out the way you did. I don't know. I, I like that idea better. The only reason I think I enjoyed it this weekend, because it was there's some funny things in here that I'd like to bring up. I don't know if you're aware of some of them. No, I didn't watch it. Oh, okay, cool. So you'll enjoy some of these then. So disappointingly, Hulkenberg gets sent out too late, doesn't put a time in at all. So he's just straight out. Classic cars. Um, yeah, and then Zoe, Magnuson, Bodass, and Sonoda. So, classic suspects. Mm-hmm. Q2. Everyone's going around. I think there was a little bit... The track was drying at this point. So, a lot of people were just waiting as the time ticked down. One of those young men was Lance Stroll. And then he's on the radio saying, we've gone too early. I can't warm my tyres up. He sooks on the radio for half a lap. Mm-hmm. And then he crashes, <laughs> which is funny. And then you look at the fact that there's only 45 seconds to go and there's about five drivers who haven't put a lap in yet. Including George Russell, wasn't it? It was Alonso, Sargent, Albon and Danny. Oh, really? They're all eliminated, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Danny put a time in. It was just a really shit time. Yeah, and he was, was on Albon, his Sargent. Albon, Sargent. One. Alonso and Stroll didn't set a time in the sprint. Yeah, they didn't set one, but Daddy was also out. Hmm. Then in three, Max only just made it over the line to start his lap. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting to see with like timing because that track evolution the whole time essentially mean meant that the later you left it, the better your performance would be. And we're talking about seconds here, some of these ones, like the the bank collapse were two or three seconds slower than the end of quality, that sections, Mm. times. So uh, that was a very interesting part of this weekend. So you saw a lot of risk, Max included involved in it, which again, not necessary, man. You're still that much quicker than everyone else. He could have put four words on him quicker than everyone else. Yeah, but what was good about Q3 here in the sprint shootout was that because the track improved so much, every single car on the top 10 got to do a one lap right at the end. So it was an actual top 10 shootout. So that made it very, very fun to watch. Because everyone's times were that much slower on the lead lap. So it was going to be very exciting. Mm-hmm. Piastri was the king of the middle sector all weekend. Like every qualifying session, he w- had the purple sector for the middle section. Mm-hmm. Did it again. Puts it on pole. Max beats him by 11 thousandths of a second. Fuck. That's a big... Didn't Max also beat uh, Charles in qualifying by like eight tenths of a second? Yes. It was very close, both. That's a rocket ship. 
No, eight tenths of a second is way bigger than a, a one one hundredth of a second, which is yeah, what no, this no. was. The the Charles one was eight tenths, but you know he's done some people by a second this year. Mm. So like, yes, eight tenths is long in F one time. The eleven thousandth is very very close, but second wise, still closer than it's normally been. That's fair. Then we had the sprint race, which was 11 laps. It was meant to be 15. It was. But, but uh, you know, Mother rain. Nature said no. <laughs> yep. Rain. Did make it a f- pretty interesting 11 laps, though. Definitely. So, first lap, half the cars pit, the other half don't. <laughs> Max being one of the ones who doesn't. Yep. Oscar being one of the ones who does. But it made sense. So... You know, you understood why Max didn't pit. I'm assuming because he thought he could put more distance. Like no. he would be quicker. No? Because they were going no. from wets to inters, weren't they? They were. But the, the idea was is Max was the first pit bay. So no matter what, he was going to get stuck behind cars, which would have oh, given yeah. him bad track position. So do he would have been dive-bombed left and exactly. right. So he did the extra lap to get a bit of distance to get himself in and out before a car held him in the pits which meant Oscar led her a lap yeah Oscar did lead he led I think it was like three laps maybe four no no more it was lap five it was off the restart okay. there was a there was a restart because uh, Alonso Benito just had said a classic no. Spinella yeah Alonso was just like I hate sprint races and just sent it into the barriers <laughs> <laughs> he's just I'm done so he took it out and then that was on Turn 11. I can't remember what lap that it was. was. In, I think it was, was on that lap. One. Yeah, there was a, that lap I think he crashed on. And then lap five, there's a restart. Max just on the Kemmel straight. Just full like a open the whole way. Yeah, just goes past him. Uh, then that's it. That's the race over there. But there's more interesting things that happened because Hamilton got close to a Red Bull. So that meant he punted it off the side of the track for a little bit and smashed the shit out of Sergio's car. Which meant Sergio retired from the sprint race. <laughs> Which is like, well, he did fight for a couple of laps. But and then there was on, no point staying out there. Yeah, no. And then on lap seven, he went straight into the gravel. And I don't think on the highlight replay that I watched, the commentators, I don't think they noticed the gaping hole because they were like, no, they didn't. Oh, yeah, no. Okay, cool. Because they're like, oh, he seems to be really struggling. It was a massive, obvious gash in the side of his car. Yeah, they didn't know, even after he pitted, they were still wondering why he was retired, and it was because of the gaping hole you see, and if you just looked at the camera. Yeah, it was right there. Just look at your screen, you'd see the big-ass hole in it. Yep, but here's my note for that. Classic Hamilton. That was it. Just like, yep, there's a Red Bull. There's someone getting smashed. And he got a five-second penalty for it, which was deserved. Yes, very well deserved. Uh, DR got up to eighth, but Russell snagged him in the end, and then it was a good podium, though. Also, it's a good Ocon, Ocon got him at the end too. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't want to talk about that, but no one does. Max Piastri and Gasly were on the podium, and I thought that was a nice podium to see. And Pierre was really loving it, especially after the turmoil at Alpine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it was good for them. And then we had the big race, <laughs> the big boy race, forty-four laps. Do you want to just talk about turn one, get it over and done with? Okay. So, in, on my initial watch, I called signs some very bad names. Science didn't and, deserve that. And and then on watching the replay, I realized that Oscar kind, I get it. I understand what Oscar was going for, but he was too far back and he got squeezed and Oscar just took the front wing into the, into the wall. And broke his rear suspension. Oh, and broke his rear suspension. I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, that actually that's why he was. It. That's why so he was bad. so slow going up the hill. It was just like, yeah, he he's yep. cooked his car. He's dragging the car up the hill. So yeah, and then big classic damage. Ferrari. Carlos probably shouldn't have stayed in too because he also <laughs> t- plummeted and car. Ferrari's oh, bro. Like, oh, you can stay out there. You can fight. Yeah, no, go on, man. Why are you falling backwards? He's like, ah, oh, my car. Anyway, what what annoyed me about that is Hamilton was on the outside of Science. Like Science just hit him. I know, right? And let them and let Oscar through because Oscar would have come so, second. Science did. Like, no, he wouldn't have. That McLaren was terrible during the race, and you know it. Yeah, but let him in, dream. Anyway, yeah, like, 
McLaren sucked during the race. The, the only time they were good was when there was a bit of a wet rain on the track, but that was only, what, for five laps, and then it dried up, and Lando just started slipping off the pace again. I was so annoyed when that rain came because it looked like it was going to rain pretty good. Like, there were shots yeah. of, like, them leaning out in proper rain, and I'm like, oh, this is going to get good. Like, make them change to inters, maybe go wets for, like, the last 15, 20 laps anything and then it rained for about five minutes and all the people who came into the pit it was like oh is it inches and it was no everyone put on softs and just kept going faster yeah. <laughs> like that was it uh Perez got the lead though early on he did so that was nice for a little while see he seems to be back in form a little bit well let's be real it's not he's back in form it's he now knows his place okay Let's well, you real. know, that's what it is. He knows his place. He knows Sco- he's not winning. Okay, yeah. Fair enough. And also, scoreboard-wise, potato, potato. He's back yeah. getting points <laughs> where he should be. Verstappen, on the first lap, got up to fourth from fifth. So, sixth. you know. Sixth. Yeah. I'm good with numbers, man. But, yeah, he got up there. I'm, I'm getting better. That's the thing, man. I'm always improving. <laughs> I've remembered two things this episode. Lots of passes, do you, though. Do you remember the blue car at the back of the field? Sergeant. Well, I was going to say Williams in general, because you always forget Williams. No, I've been good with Williams this year, remember? I'm, I'm doing well with Williams. I've even got notes about them. Um, there was good passing, though. All race. Hmm. But, but there was So, you know, even though the race was wrapped up on lap 17... Hmm. Still things going on. So Alonso had a good one. Albon had a couple of good ones. Stroll had a good one as well. Norris was dropping back at this point, as you mentioned. He did well to stay in seventh, though, let's be real. He did. Considering Uh, what was happening with that car. Yeah, no, very valid point. Verstappen was up to third on lap six. So, you know, (laughs) very quickly closing in. Yeah. Uh, he, didn't, he didn't get Sergio until after the pit stop, though. No, I know that. Like It was interesting because on lap nine, he gets Leclerc. Hmm. So that means he's second. And then and it he just takes sort of him, hung there. Yeah, it took him till lap 17 for him to take the lead. And it, it was after the first round of pit stops. And when he took the lead, it was, it was a fucking gnarly pass to begin with. But yeah, it was just like, oh, well, there, there's the race done. See you next. I'll see you in Netherlands when he... Leads every single lap and gets the fastest lap. <laughs> yep. And we've already spoken about the rain, but Max took the lead before the rain began. <laughs> so that's how early in the race Max got the lead because the rain began on lap 19. It sprinkled and then it got worse from there for about five laps. Mm. Um, interestingly, though, lap 21, Max nearly lost it. Yeah, true. I did. T- I do remember that. Yeah. That's... um. Oh, as much as I love him, and would have really livened things up a bit, I think. I feel like there should just be a ticking time bomb in his engine that is just programmed to go off at some point in the next five la- uh, races. So what you're saying is your favourite Red Bull spec was the start of last year's? No, the, my favourite one was the one when Danny Rick last drove for him where the engine would blow, just blow up every now and then. Did, yeah, he had like, it was either six or nine mechanical errors to retirements towards the end of the year. Yeah. It was insane. We are, yeah, we already, as I said, we already spoke about the rain. It was like a will they, won't they inters, and then that never happened. Uh, Ocon did that really cool pass on Yuki Sonoda. I don't remember that. Oh, there was a, so this was, I can't remember exactly which turn it was. I think it was in, might have actually been Puon maybe, or it was in some of the bends down the hill after the Camel Strait. Mm. and Yuki was halfway around one of the sweepers, and Ocon just slides up the inside and perfectly cuts a line into the next one, which makes Yuki have to take it a little bit wide. It was just really well done. Uh, Okay, you're going to give him some credit for that? Fair enough. Yes, because now I'm about to dunk on him, because I don't know if Crofty and uh, Brundle mentioned it. Probably not, let's be real. But the YouTube commentary team, Alex Jakes and Alex Brundle, the good ones. mentioned that, yep, Ocon and Stroll are very good friends off the track. 
which I thought was hilarious because, of course, they are. It's the two that nobody else likes. <laughs> what do you mean? Fernando likes one. No, they I mean, he even said he goes. They only play him on nice radio messages. We know he hates him. <laughs> He's admitted that he does. That's as close as you can come without actually being allowed to say it. That's fair. Uh, so you know, there's that. And then the race is over. Nothing really happens until the end. I I got one thing that happened. It was the spousal abuse that JP got throughout the race. Okay. Throughout the race, every radio message that came on with Max, it just seemed like JP was going to have an aneurysm telling him to just fucking listen to him for once. Yeah, okay. The the words, trust me, came out when Max was having a sook. Max was off this weekend, and he's... Do you know why I think he was so off? Joss was there? Yeah. Genuinely, (laughs) I think... Like, we know Joss is an arsehole. He's like a professional piece of shit. Hmm. Do you reckon that was enough to throw him off a little bit? No. Make him a bit antsy on the radio, especially with the weather adding the extra stress. Well, there was was one point after he was, you know, like 40 seconds in the lead. He comes on, he's like, GP's like, I think you've overcooked the front tyre, you need to ease up. And he goes, well, why don't I just push and give you some pit stop practice? Yeah, he's been a shit this weekend, wasn't he? (laughs) He he was was being a bit of a shit. shit. The cockiness was there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, it's got to. It, I still think it has to be Yoss because that's what he does to Max. I reckon, which is a shame. But I like. I still thought it was a good weekend of racing. There was enough going on that even though it was a boring result, the weekend was still fun to watch. Well, I mean, Ferrari didn't fuck it up for once with yeah. Charles, at least. Yeah. I know. He got a po- he, he got um two got podiums, third. didn't he? No, he got one podium. One podium. Yeah, he got, yeah, he got a one. podium in the race. Came third. And he got a pole position. Yeah, strange man. Good on him though. Really good. You think it's because they sacked old mate Micus? Uh, well, there's nothing else that's changed on the team, so <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if the shoe fits, it probably them. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Danny, disappointing weekend from Danny. Just the car really wasn't there. And then when it was there, he just stepped out of the line. Yeah, but it's it's expected with the Alpha Tower. Like, you can't expect him to come up and do what Sonoda's doing. Sonoda's had a bunch more races practice in a shitbox than Danny has. Oh, exactly. I, it was just, it was a little bit sad to see him kind of it was exciting when he did that good lap. And you know what I mean? It showed that he can very nearly have it all together t- second race in. But yeah, it, I think he'd be a little bit a bit, a little bit disappointed. Not at himself, but just being like, damn, that really wasn't as cool as I thought I was going to be. I doubt that. Because if you look at Danny's expressions these days, he looks a lot happier than he was 12 months ago. That's for sure. They did a side-by-side of what he looked like in qualifying last year and this year, and he looked depressed as last year, and this year he's <laughs> yeah. a big smile. Yeah, valid point, man. It must just feel be good. It must just feel good to be back in the car. Yeah, I, I reckon he's just enjoying it now, and he's just learning with the car. I mean, Horner and Marco have said if he's coming back, it's 2025. So if we put two and two together, maybe he's at AlphaTauri again next year, do you reckon? I can't see him going anywhere else next year if they've already said 2025. Checo will probably do one more then. But then I also, can see it's next Red year Bull. being his last. Yeah, it's Checo also could Red also Bull. do one more race. We don't know. Exactly. <laughs> like, it, it could be next week. It, I did start seeing memes about him getting replaced at the Mexican Grand Prix, and that was very funny. Well, I just seen the meme of um just old mate throwing drivers in the bin. It's yeah, just like all yeah. the ex-Red Bull drivers, and it's like, oh, you're next, and it's Checo getting thrown in. Yeah, well, he is next. He had the classic Andy, I don't want to play with you anymore. <laughs> From Toy Story, just... Jish. So, team by team, mm. any anyone in particular want to talk about? There wasn't really much to talk about. Like, Fernando had that really good pit stop, which got him to fifth. Like, let's mm-hmm. be real. Yep. And like he's come out super excited on the radio. He's like, yeah, great job, guys. I'm really happy with that. So, you know, 
obviously team. I mean, considering where they were all weekend, it is a good result. Yeah, getting fifth for them is pretty good. But I do want to talk about McLaren and just how terrible that car was overall this weekend. Because in the wet, it was really good. It was what, we, what we've what we come to expect over the past few weeks. But in the dry, that car was about as bad as it's been for a while. I And here's why I think they clearly prioritized the wet weather setup. Over no, that's the what they've weather. said. Yeah, that's sweet. what they said. They they cool. prioritized wet weather setup. And yep. it just turned out to be the wrong the wrong move come Sunday. And you know what, though? It was very nearly the right move a number of occasions. And it was the right move on some occasions. So they're in a position where they can take a gambling risk. I think they would have got better results by being the orthodox team. I think the car's good enough for them to go back to their orthodox thinking of just going, let's follow what the big boys do. They're they're quick enough now to do that. Maybe that was just a little bit of a, hey, let's take a super gamble here and we might actually win one. So... That's fair. That's didn't, a good assumption. Yeah, it didn't pay off. But as you already brought up earlier, their nearest competitor is 50-plus points behind them. So if there is a time to take a chance, they're safe from below. Hmm. No, you're right. It, Aston is semi-safe at the moment, but they do need to start picking their act up if they want to remain where they are in the constructors, which we all know is the most important championship at the moment. It really is for next year, especially when we're developing things. Like, and we're only, what, second year in, so there's still another two years of development before everybody just kind of copies Red Bull for the next couple. Or well, even still, it's until 2026 when you've got to redesign your engines in the cars. You know what I mean? I'm very excited for that. I, I do think that's going to bring another good bit to the sport. So I'm looking forward to that. I agree. Yeah, it's, I think it's going to be fantastic. Is there any other, there's no other big news to talk about. I think on the well, whole but there's one oh, yeah, more on. thing. Okay. Uh, Pierre Gasly, Alex Albon, Nico Hulkenberg, Valtteri Bottas, Joe Guan Yu, Yuki Sonoda, Kevin Magnussen, Logan Sargent, Daniel Ricciardo and Nick DeVries all have one thing in common right now. Can you take a guess what that is? Red Bull Jr.? No, they're all out of contention for the 2023 World Championship. Oh, okay. All those drivers now cannot win it, even if so they won every left? race. Oscar is the last driver that's still left. Yeah. But he'll probably be out next race. Nah. Ocon, Stroll, Norris Science, Russell Leclerc, Hamilton Fernando, Perez and Verstappen all mathematically can still win the championship. I say mathematically because we yeah, all know Max has already yeah. won the championship. It's just no, a formality. <laughs> yeah, it really is at this point. And so be it. Like Red Bull, Adrian Newey uh, has earned a, a little period of dominance. He has clearly designed the better car. Despite what you think of Max, I don't think you can be annoyed at what that man has brought to the table these last two years. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I could I'd like him if he, you know, just took his foot off the gas pedal every now and then. <laughs> yeah, or you know, maybe drop some notes every now and then. <laughs> Sent an email to the wrong address or 19 every now and then, Adrian. Come on, bro, slip up. Mm-hmm. But I also understand people being annoyed at Max already because we've gone from a Red Bull dominance to a Mercedes one and now we're back to Red Bull and it doesn't look like there's going to be a mega mix-up anytime soon. So I also understand the frustration that a lot of people have. That's good. I'm glad you <laughs> understand it because I'm annoyed at it. Because Yeah, I, you're I just, annoyed at it. I just want to race. I like racing, and we're just not getting at it at the moment. I'm also a big Max fan, so that's, I, I don't mind it again. It hasn't worn off for me yet, so that's another part of it. But I, it will. It's now, that Danny, now that Danny's back, once Danny's back in Red Bull, I'll be like, all right, Max, time for Danny to get one. Yeah, and then, know, after right? that, then after that, Oscar can get the next 12 <laughs> straight. Maybe six. Just Oscar can be, If Oscar can become the greatest of all time, that'd be pretty cool. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> He's got a lot to do to beat Max and Lewis at the moment. Yeah. And Fernando, who's the real GOAT. Ooh, that, that, now that... There you go. That's something someone's going to tweet about, Andy. Oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's a. Yeah, I think you've managed to tread on everybody's toes, but you're also not 
wrong. <laughs> well, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to go past Lewis or Michael or Senna or Prost or all these other people everyone throws out, but you can't compare them because when half of them are racing, they're only doing, what, 16 races a year and now they're doing 24. Yeah, and, the and some of them are only are going more. at like... 104 kilometers an hour in exactly. the really early days. <laughs> like, no, no, of course, of course. Is there anything else to bring up about Spa this weekend, or are you happy? I'm happy with Spa, but I got, I got one more little activity. Okay, let's do it. Fair enough. You don't want to sum up Spa in a few in a sentence. Predictable, but a good time nonetheless. Fair enough. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's yeah. Okay, so. You're aware of this Formula One movie that's currently being made by Brad Pitt, yeah? Yeah, Gone in 60 Seconds 2. Or something like that. All <laughs> I know is it's currently been... Production's been suspended because of the strike over in LA with the writers and actors guilds. Yeah. So we're not going to see AXGP for the foreseeable future. But I want to put your casting director's hat on. and I'm going to throw out some names and you're going to cast a Formula One movie. Okay. I'm going to start with Michael Massey. Michael Massey. So am I... Wh- You've got to pick, so, you've got to pick an actor. No, you just oh, got to pick an okay. actor to play Michael Massey. Oh, okay. Kevin Bacon. Max Verstappen. Tom Holland. I'd have done that one for Piastri, to be honest. Well, oh, that's good too. Fernando. Who plays Fernando? John Bernthal. <laughs> Who plays that's... Lewis? Who plays Lewis? Um... Hmm. Michael B. Jordan. That's a good one. Yeah, I yep. I was going to say Idris Elba. I was like, that's way too old. That's so unfair. <laughs> Who plays Pierre? Daniel Ricciardo. Who plays Daniel Ricciardo? Pierre Gasly. <laughs> <laughs> Who plays Otmar Safnauer? Uh, John Goodman. Who plays Toto Wolf? Oh. <sighs> um what's his name? Hold on. Samuel L. Jackson. Are you just gonna flat out just put Samuel L. Jackson? I would have put I, the Terminator. Oh Ar- you know what Arnold's heaps better, Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's yeah. I couldn't think of anyone who was big and scary. So I thought Samuel L. Jackson would just be funny. Christian Horner. Who plays Christian? Robert Downey Jr. Who plays Helmet Marco? Um, Andy Serkis in the Gollum outfit. <laughs> Fair. Who plays Lawrence Stroll? Um, Lawrence Stroll. He's playing himself? No. No, no, no. We'll go. Oh, Tim Allen. Who plays Lance? Okay. That dude in every teen action movie with the horrific eyebrows. You know the one I'm telling you about? Mm. Him. I got that one actor. for you for Lance. Yeah. You remember Team America? Yeah. The puppet for Matt Damon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's very good. <laughs> he just walks in a list. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> okay. Who And what would you call this mu- movie? Um Gone in Sixty Seconds Three, Tokyo Drift. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what I'd call it. <laughs> what would you call yours? Sid's big day out because I cast <laughs> Sid the Sloth as Max Verstappen. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Any wrestlers in your lineup? Yes. 
Batista as Michael Massey. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Who did I? I picked um, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. I think I meant John Hamm, the dude probably. From yeah, yeah. I think I meant John Hamm. You can understand. I got him confused. They're very similar names, themed. Well, I mean, they both come from the same animal. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, so that was a fun activity, man. <laughs> it's a shame we'll have to do it. <laughs> do a proper one. A draft for it. Oh, that'd be good. Yep. That's what we'll do. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. You can find us everywhere at Formula Bums, except for Twitter, which is at Bums Formula. Uh, And if you could, please leave a review on whatever you're listening to us on, if it's an option. That would mean a lot to us as well. We don't normally ask for reviews, but we're starting to grow a little bit and we want to see if we can build the show again while we're doing well and feeling confident. So if you could leave us a review, that'd be fantastic. And we'll read some of them out. And also, if you could think of anything to help us create better content on this show, any ideas, questions, queries, statements that make us look bad, tell us on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Or and we'll Josh. read them out. Tell them to Josh specifically. He's the host on our other show, Bums on the Bench, but send all the bad stuff to him. Yeah, anything he bad, he, he wants it. Yep. All right. Well, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Probably like two weeks when we do an F2 catch-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, so much F2 to watch. <laughs> yeah, let's get started. Yeah, all right. Thank you. Bye.